Hello and welcome to the Eye on the U podcast from Marlins Park. Uh, it is almost 2 a.m. and we're still sitting here trying to figure out what happened to the Miami Hurricanes tonight. I am David Wilson, joined as always by Susan Miller Degnan, our Miami Hurricanes beat writer here at the Miami Herald. Tired beat writer. Yeah, tired beat writer. Uh, <laughs> Miami just lost to FIU. It's weird to say it every time you say it. It was 30-24, and it really probably wasn't even as close as the score indicated. Miami just thoroughly dominated, particularly in the first half, all three phases. Miami was dominated. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, was was dominated. dominated. Yeah. Uh, Particularly in the first half, Jaron Williams throws three interceptions. Miami doesn't score until there's less than two minutes left in the third quarter doesn't score a touchdown until there was about eight minutes left in the game. The defense zero sacks against FIU, a conference USA team and Miami, which everything seems so good for them. I don't know this afternoon when Manny Diaz tweeted out another commitment bat signal. And now it is, they get that commitment yet. (laughs) And now it is at the point where, the question I want to kick us off with tonight, and it feels totally fair to ask, is was this the worst loss in Miami history? Well, a lot of people, a lot of my friends who are big <laughs> UM fans from, you know, who, people who grew up in Miami um, say absolutely it was. I still personally think, I think that 40 to 40... 48 nothing. So it wasn't even the worst loss in the last two games played at the old side of the Miami Orange Bowl. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the the 48 nothing. Wow. Think about Mm -hmm. that. 48 nothing loss to me. It's just to me personally. Um, even though it was against a, you know, it was against Virginia. And in kind of a lost, a bad season, right? But, yeah. Yes, but. The thing is that, that that game they made such a big deal about that game, and it was the it was the last game there. There was supposed to be so much pride yeah. on the line, and they just I mean forty eight nothing. I don't want to go on and on about it, but UM couldn't score one measly point mm-hmm. in the last game in the Orange Bowl. To me, that was the worst loss because of everything yeah. Yeah, I mean, that I- went with it. This game, this team, I'm telling you, David. I'm telling you, other people can tell you too. There were people in the program I talked to um, today, last night, and I said, I just have this weird feeling that, mm-hmm. um, I just have this strange feeling that because everybody's making such a big deal yeah. about, including myself, we're all writing stories about how it's, a, you know, they're going back to the grounds of the iconic Orange Bowl. I just had this feeling, and then we kept asking the players last week what does it mean do you know anybody in our blades and yeah it's our home you know we got to defend it and all that i had this bad feeling that that um just assumed that they were 20 point favorites and just they were going to protect the orange bowl and you know they were 20-point favorites, so yeah. they didn't have to work that hard. Yeah, so, I don't know. That's so to me, it, it seems like there are three big candidates, uh, including tonight. So that's one of them. The one you mentioned, 48 nothing, and then there's a, a FAMU oh, yes. loss in 1979. Oh, that one I, I wasn't around for. Which there was, was actually uh, a game I wasn't around for. And <laughs> Schnellenberger's first year, 
but I, I, I think and that's one Clemson that people throw loss. out. Yeah, the Clemson loss, though, I think was almost like a, a good loss to people because it spelled the end of Al Golden. Yeah, um, I don't, but it, yeah, that was, for me, it's still Virginia. Yeah. I'm just going to say that because this team is, this team, you, you were the one that said they could lose to maybe Deerfield Beach High some, some days. Okay? <laughs> and then I'll some just, other days I, they could beat, you know, they should have beaten Florida. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like exactly, a top 10 team. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, I wasn't around for the old Orange Bowl, that 48 nothing. I remember watching the Clemson. I mean, I don't think I watched the whole game but when they got Here's the thing, murdered the four- by Clemson. But tonight, I'll, I guess I'll just make the case for tonight because okay. because uh, this is the one I was around for. Right. Uh Number one, they were on a three-game winning streak. Number two, my Manny yes. Diaz's first season, and finally was showing signs that maybe he was turning things around and right. you know gonna have a po- positive momentum going into year two. I remember we talked on this podcast on Wednesday, like just finish strong, just don't screw it up, and you know you go into next season, it's a new year, you're gonna be considered one of the favorites in the coastal. That, that's all gone now. Yeah, uh, I, and I then agree. of course I, I think just the fact that it's FIU. That's it's not even little brother. It's yeah. like baby brother. Yeah, it's uh, and Butch. The, the Butch factor, I guess, is gonna, is part of it too. Yeah, it's a game that FIU fans will literally oh, be rubbing in Miami's say, face forever. They could lose <laughs> the next twenty times they play, and they would still yeah, care more about play. this I win. I guarantee they will never play. <laughs> it'll FIU be a, it'll be a couple years. I bet it'll be a couple thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> they will never. Uh, I kind of interrupted you though. So what was okay. I think well, you were making a point maybe on, on forty-eight nothing. I just I I I still think it was. I just it still feels to me like the worst. That's all. I yeah. It's one of those that just kind of feels like unreal, which I think today kind of falls really in that category. Where it's just when like, you're what talking in the about world? seventy-one yeah. years they played yeah. in that stadium. They won five national titles. And they were. The, I guess the other case for that is Miami at that point is only. Four years removed from playing for the national championship. Right? No, that was two thousand seven. Sorry, two thousand seven. So five years removed, right? Two thousand two was. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Now it's like you know, this was bad, but like you were they saying, were trampled. you almost expected. They, they <laughs> were trampled. Okay. Yeah. At least, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to. At least this game. At least this game, they 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 try. You know. They tr- that game they just played dead. Yeah, that was it. Okay, mm-hmm. this game at least they tried to win at the end. They uh-huh. did. They did. So, mm-hmm. no. all right, I've got four more big questions written down because uh-uh. a game like this means you have to answer big questions, right? Definitely. I guess number one, uh, any chance this dooms Manny Diaz? C- can can he come back from this? Is it over? <laughs> Is it? Well, I think I, I think you made a good point. When we were talking before, yeah, that. I think I think if he doesn't get fired, um, you know, like if he doesn't get fired before, but you know, but at the end of the season, because I don't, there's yeah, there's no way he's. It, it seems well. We will talk words, about that. Yeah, but I, I'm, I have pretty good hunches on these uh-huh. things. I just don't, I don't think this is fire a fireable off. Maybe people think that, but I. I don't think he's going to get fired after this game. Yeah. And after, if, I mean, he loses Duke, <laughs> Duke and then so loses I'm not the so bowl secure game. about the yeah. Duke game, by the way. Right, I'm obviously. Not, not, There's no reason yeah. you should be. Right. Um, if he if he survives that, then, yeah, man, then there's yeah. next season. 
Yeah, it could be season. it could be his fam. You lost like when Schnellenberger lost the first one, and obviously, you're, the, you're an optimist. Yeah, but that's all, could... that was my next point. Is I feel like Manny Diaz a few too many times this year has talked about how the history Miami has of bouncing back. You know, think of game one they lose to Florida, and everyone's talking yeah, about. He talked about that today too. I think he said something. Yeah, he, you know, that. he talks about losing to Florida, and then they bounce back, and obviously win the national championship this year then after they lost to Florida in the opener that was something he could say you know we Miami lost to Florida in an opener right. one year and won True. the national championship didn't happen there have been too many times this year where he's been able to you know he is such a historian for this program right he has had too many instances this year where he has been able to just look back at the one time something happened and say it's not impossible but the thing is when you look back at that one time it means it's really unlikely and he, you can keep making excuses, and I'm not saying necessarily he's making excuses. He's saying yeah, he's it's, a, it's a work to, in progress. Yeah, he's trying but, to be. He, look at, he's trying to be positive, but right. um, you know, it, even even he said that it it you know he it admitted flat out that um, the darkest day. It was the darkest, the, the very very so he dark agrees it's night. The one of the <laughs> lowest points ever in this proud program's history. Yeah. I take ownership of that. He said. So um, he said, I take full responsibility for the way we played tonight. Um, so I mean, a very very dark night. One of the lowest points ever. So yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's he's admitting it, but he can't. He has to also. Yeah, he's got give a locker room to worry about. Yeah, yeah, recruits to sell and all that stuff. Yeah, and what what? If, okay, I don't want to change the subject to that bat signal or whatever. Yeah, I mean we'll that's talk. okay. That's it's all part of positive momentum that they maybe just squandered all the goodwill they built up. Yeah, I don't think it's going to kill recruiting entirely. You know, recruits commit for reasons other than one game, but maybe it takes you out of the running on some of the other guys that you wanted. Does I guess it? I guess the issue with um, the potential, and I, obviously there has been a lot of fire Manny clamoring on Twitter and everything. Um, the issue is that if Blake James fires Manny Diaz, he's trying to hire his third coach in what he got here in 2013. You don't get to hire three coaches in seven years. That's it ha- we would ha- I think it would have to be a administrative team from administrative change from above Manny Diaz to doom him from just this one game. It's yeah. like Blake James for that lack, is, for lack of a better term is, is tethered true. to Manny Diaz. He can't, this can't be a failure, especially because of the way he handled the He's coaching gonna, search. He's not. Yeah. I, that if, is if, a, that's if the a Manny Diaz point. I mean, era if, doesn't work out in two, like, if he's gone by the end of next year, it's, it'll be because Blake James is also gone. Right. ADs or, don't get to keep make, hiring coaches and failing over and over again. And you can obviously like you know, make a case that the Mark Richt hires wasn't a failure, but at the same time, there were. It, it was you know trending in a not great direction by the a end. Good way to say and, it. Um, yeah. And and I mean that's the, the risk you run with hiring a kind of retread for lack of a better word coaches. You know, everyone knew Mark Richt wasn't going to be at Miami for 20 years, right? Like, that would have been a shocker. I think people right. expect him to be there longer than five or whatever it wound up being, but... Yeah, that... that, that Not even five, three. Very, that didn't yeah. end very well, mm-hmm. either. 
Uh, but I anyway, I think I think Manny, unless the board of trustees or somebody steps in and gets rid of Blake, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to see Manny not being here at the start of next year. It, correct, unless that happens, yeah. and um, and I'm again, I'm still not convinced they're going to win next week. Now, yeah, um, I'm not sure that they're. So that brings us to uh, coaching question number two. And it's kind of a, a two-part question. I have written down, uh, will Dan Enos be the scapegoat? But I guess I should have just said, who's going to be the scapegoat? Because there's going to be a scapegoat somewhere, even if it's not someone getting fired tomorrow. I know. I'm trying to figure you it can't, out. You know, they're going to go 7-5 and five with a bowl I game at best. I don't think Dan Enos, because he's, I guess, Manny has said many times he respects him very much mm-hmm. in the way that he he's a tutor of quarterbacks. Yeah. And, um, and I will say, he does seem and we'll really talk about good. Jaron. We'll get to Jaron, but he does he has done a good job developing the quarterbacks. Yeah, very very good job. Um, so, and I think Dan Enos he wants to call the plays. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean they're not going to demote him. Yeah, so uh, I guess he could. I just don't see it. I don't. Do you see him getting? I think rid there's got to be someone, and it it has to be. I know we talked about one of the coordinators. Blake I Baker. think Blake Baker or Daninos. Blake Baker. It's tough. That's a Manny Diaz guy, and you know, but, you wonder if he'll run into the same thing that Mark Richt ran into, where he didn't want to make any changes to his offense because those were kind of his guys. He could do that. Is that? And the, is but that's that the, the one move. The, I don't know if it would make fans happy. I mean, the defense really has the been fine. Yeah, right. Exactly. The defense is has been fine. The reason they're not. <laughs> I, I think. I, I think it's possible that Manny comes out next year and says, you know, we just needed a year to develop. You know, we're going to have a better offensive line. It's not going to make people happy. And especially if the board of trustees put some pressure on the, to make some sort of change. Right. It's going to be the same thing they ran into last year where he couldn't fire Mark Richt. There wasn't justification to fire him off of last season. And the contract, you know, there's just there wasn't the money on the contract, and so the pressure was always going to be on to make other changes. But he needed I think to get rid of his son. But yeah. that's another. It's an, obviously a totally different level than getting rid of real. Blake Baker, who's just a guy that you liked, you worked with, you kind of are a mentor to him. Right, but that does that. My question is, does that really make a difference? Right, does that make a difference? That's yeah. the question. I don't I'm, know. I, I and plus, like you said, he knows Manny's defense, so Manny right. still has his hand. Yeah. On it majorly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the other thing is, you know, there was, I think a month ago, we wondered if Blake Baker was just done because the defense had been bad. Remember, Manny yeah. stepped in more. I mean, I guess yeah. that's possible. That's, it's a possible change to make. I but mean, like you're is, saying, will it matter? Will it, it definitely won't appease the fan base. That's I can't figure out frustrated. this program, the kids, how they, they're just back and forth. Yeah, no they're the Jekyllist and Hyde team yeah, no matter what I've coach ever seen. coaches them yeah I, I mean it's they're, a they're, it's cultural rot is that like a word <laughs> a phrase to use I mean I don't know if it's fair but yeah it's I mean it's some of it is I don't know and Manny Diaz is a first time coach it's hard to be a coach it's hard to be a first time coach um maybe Miami would have been better off going from Mark Rick to another kind of veteran guy. I don't necessarily or maybe, agree with that. Maybe, maybe. But I think it, a, a total teardown was not out of their own possibility. But at the same time, 
like you're saying, they're, they're a Jekyll and Hyde team. So, you know, in 2017, they went to the Orange Bowl and won 10 games. Like, that was the idea when they brought Manny in. You know, he talked about rebuild a couple – a I, month ago or whatever. Right. The idea when you brought Manny Diaz and when you promoted from within, essentially, was that you thought you were – that could be that team from 2017 again. And they've looked like it maybe a little bit this year from time to time. But, yeah, I mean – I have to – it, I have to interject something. I, I think about this game. I think Butch Davis wanted to win this. Oh game yeah, we're gonna get to Butch so at the badly. end. So okay, then we'll, I'll we'll, save that. I'll save that because we're talking about Miami, Miami, Miami. But like the other, t- I know this. I know everybody. I know, I understand FIU, but okay, we'll wait. Till yeah, it's end. a Mi- it's a Miami team. It's the biggest it's win ever Miami for a Miami yeah, college football team. And as uh, really as Sage badly. Lewis will I mean, say, the true pra- Miami team. Right, I guarantee you, they practice their butts off. Yeah. Okay, and 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 Butch Davis. Okay, mm. we'll get to a yeah. great motivator, and he so he had something that, a lot to do with this. Right, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, before we get to Butch, okay. Though, uh, Jaron Williams. Do you remember that time he threw for six <laughs> touchdowns in a game and set the Miami what, record like for touchdowns? Yeah, or something like, like that. Like two fourteen weeks ago. days ago at Hard Rock yeah. Stadium against Louisville. It's strange but true that Jaron Williams holds the Miami single game touchdowns record and set that just two weeks ago. Today he throws three interceptions. And I and I put actually four, but one was called yeah. back. Well, and then there were a couple other dropped. Um, oh, yeah. He was really really bad until the fourth quarter, and then he started he was he started playing better. Um, right. Does this change? And we were all, we I feel like us two were kind of some of the most pro Jaron people in the media court going back to last year, just thinking he had a chance to be really good. I think obviously he does. It was up and down early on, but really good against Louisville, really bad today. Does it change what you think of what he is and what he can be as a quarterback here at Miami? Hmm. No, I mean, I'll say I think I, it changes what he is. I don't know if it necessarily makes me think change I, what I he think can part, be. Maybe he just clearly has not turned the corner in the way that we thought after the last two. two and, and, and I half think weeks. probably a lot of it is emotions and 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 panicking. Not panicking, but not emotions. I'm not. He but, was not reading the defense. Well, I think it's as simple as that. He, he was not, throwing everything over the middle into traffic. He had guys open that he wasn't seeing or wasn't throwing to. It, it yeah, looked like the true. old Jaron. Yeah. And not in a good way. <laughs> and he was panicking a little. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I all saw. part of panic. It's yeah. You're just doing your first read. You're doing your second read. Right. You're not looking for the deep shot. You're worrying so, about yeah, the pocket I think collapsing. Yeah, I, th- I still think he's... Uh, I still think he has a chance to be really, really good. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's... Well, or has a chance maybe yeah. to be really good consistently. Right, the consistency is the whole issue with yeah. him right now. Yeah. And uh, him that's, and the Hurricanes. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like uh, we were thinking tonight. Wow, they're going to be good next year. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah. With the right. the Jaron and the like you said, he's inconsistent. The whole Hurricanes are inconsistent. It's like one of those things where it's like chicken or the egg. Like how much of this is because everyone around him didn't play well today, and how much is because he didn't play well today. Um, I think well, he definitely he definitely, he definitely did well. not set he the tone. I mean, threw an interception well. on their second play of the game. Right. Threw an interception on the first play of the second half. And again, these were just throws right over the middle that 
and we'll talk about this when we talk about Bush in a minute too, that FIU was just kind of seemed like coach circles around. Oh, Miami. they absolutely did. I just they, saw you know, They were here. sitting on that RPO over and over again. Two linebackers had interceptions. They were all just throws right over the middle into traffic where I don't know if he didn't see the guys there or if he just didn't, you know, he was set on his one read. But that's, you know, that's everything you don't want to see from a young quarterback. It's the things that a young quarterback can fix as they get older. But it's the thing that I think maybe we had thought Jaron had moved past in the last two and a half, two and a quarter games. Yeah. Well, he hasn't. Yeah. But I still think he'd be good because I think it's – this is the thing I think we said exactly when we recorded Wednesday. was like, after these last two games, you want to be thinking that this is what Miami is. And by this, I mean what Miami was against Louisville and Florida State. You don't want to be thinking that's what Miami has a chance to get to. And we're back at that point where if everything goes right, Miami can look awesome. But it's know, just not happening often. You know, all they had to do was win this and it would have been a lot easier for everybody. Yeah, just survive, uh, right? Yeah. All right. And, and then, yeah, next week. I, I don't know. I, I have to sit. Well, we can talk about that later. T- I, next we can week. wrap up by talking about next week okay. if you want. Okay. Um, but first, let's talk about Butch. Butch. Because like you said, this is a Miami team. This is the only Miami team. The true Miami team, as FIU linebacker Sage Lewis said. Uh, Butch Davis, of course, coached at Miami. They were very good when he coached here. And he was a finalist for the job when Mark Richt got it. Yep, he sure was. And, and now he wanted he is, that job. And now he is at FIU, the second knockoff store brand Miami program and, that and the, and the, only like a 20-year-old program. And today they got their biggest win. He did it against the Crosstown rival against and he's a the great school coach. he used to he's coach. A, and he was, it was a classic Butch Davis. Right? I mean, wasn't Butch great at Miami because he – he never got the the stars out of high school, right? He got the the under under the radar gems, the track kids. Yeah, he turned the he three sport great. athletes. He was a great recruiter and FIU undermanned, but very well coached. And very what does this well win coached. mean for for him for FIU? What were you thinking just watching Butch? I would, well, that. I was watching the game. I was yeah, we're watching the game. That's right. I, I was yeah. thinking, wow, and you could tell watching the game, right? You could see <laughs> it's it's. True, it is almost like they knew exactly what Miami yeah. was going to do. All three and of the interceptions were throws right over the middle. They even said it after the game that you know they had a bye week also coming in. Mm-hmm. They knew on the RPOs, Jaron's going to throw. They don't, he you know he doesn't hand it off. He doesn't run it a ton on those RPOs. He's looking for the. He's been so good on those slants all year long. That's been really his best strength. And they just sat on it. They kind of like used his strength against him. And you and, knew that was Butch. Yeah, uh, but I mean, Butch prepared them just beautifully, mm-hmm. and even and the thing is, he prepared them at every phase of the game. Yeah, so in the first half in particular, defense there. Yeah, but also his offense. It's like yeah, some of the you know the big runs routes or something, but some of the like the passes. Yeah, were like really, they were great, and the run even like guys I mean, they knew want, exactly they, where to cut. It's just, yeah, they clinched the game with a 37-yard run, touchdown yeah, run, it was really where the nice. hole was, was like nice. big enough that you would have scored a touchdown on it. It was nice it. to see. I mean, you, it was kind of nice to realize I knew that Butch totally had his hand in this. That was, yeah. And he wanted it badly. Yeah. Okay, badly. And, and Butch, 
just this quote, the one you said, the FIU linebacker, Sage Lewis, tells, every, tells you everything we need, you, we need to know. We wasn't even calling them the University of Miami during the week. We were calling them the University of Coral Gables. Mm-hmm. We're the true Miami school. Hashtag the true Miami. True Miami school. We have more students internationally. We did it for the university and really for the world. So Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Th- th- so can't you see Butch telling them, mm-hmm. you know, they're the, the University of Coral Gables. That's who, I bet yeah. you he said that's what you have to think of them as. Don't think of them as UM. You know the five national champions. Yeah. They're, don't be intimidated. They're just the other, they're the other they're the the team. Of, they're not even in Miami. I can the see team Bush twenty minutes it. south of here. University of Coral Gables. So that sounds so so much less intimidating, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I I I swear to God. So for everything from his coaching to um to the psychology. His yeah. Psychology, I mean, you can. I I covered the Bahamas it. Bowl last year. <laughs> and, you know, that's the Bahamas Bowl. They, right beat up on I don't even I don't even remember who they beat in that game but they beat up on someone and they were celebrating like it was the biggest I mean it, re- it honestly was one of the biggest wins in program history right. but they were celebrating like the, Butch gets his players to play for him is my point basically you can yeah. see how much his players Definitely. love playing for him and agree yeah you know, they were clearly more motivated at the start and I think yeah, better they were motivated they were they were roused up they were yeah. really and, excited and they were just better coached they were better motivated they were better coached yeah they and played fast that's Didn't, not what you this want game, this game seemed to be the 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 uh the rhythm of it well they to wanted me. to butch really even said fast. it we wanted to run the ball we wanted to chew clock we wanted to yeah. keep their offense yeah. off the field as much just, as possible uh, but yeah when you run into a conference usa team you don't want to be out motivated which you know is probably going to happen a lot of times when you run again play against the team but you don't also want to be out coached right <laughs> like oh they were clear they are coached and manny wasn't yeah. manny, manny and the talent the talent gap can only carry you so far especially when your your talent is not probably where quite at the level it should be um right. you, you want to wrap up by talking about next week though Going to Duke, sure. And just looking and I want to know what you you being the recruiting expert. I want to know if that bat signal. I keep thinking about it, is it just going to like quietly fade away? <laughs> well, I will say the Manny, one the tell one people thing that Manny had the yeah. So yeah, as everyone, a lot of people probably know yeah. Manny does the you know he tweets out hashtag category twenty hashtag TNM with like a TNM, like a flag flapping. Yeah, like a hurricane that, warning. And he always does that hurricane. when a when they get a commitment, right? Not necessarily when the commitment is announced, but when they hear that this, when this, when a kid tells them, "I'm gonna commit," "I'm gonna announce it," blah blah blah, whatever. Um, Can you imagine I'm every time? So they got look, three. Go look, they got three in the last, and one Thursday, one Friday, one Saturday. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One of those was for Dazzle and Warsham, a four-star wide receiver out of Alabama. Who, Best name ever, by the way. Who uh, commit? Who did commit Friday? So he's in. I mean, obviously, no one's in until it's signed, but he's in. Um, the other two are still mysteries, silent commitments, as they're known. Okay. Um, I will say, every time Manny has tweeted one of these, I believe every time, there might be one instance not like this, but um, every time he has tweeted, they have actually gotten the commitment. It's never been a thing where it's like silently disappeared. I think the one time it didn't was Warsham 
came on his official visit in right. the summer. I guess told them, and then nothing ever happened. And then, of course, it happened. So that's the one exception, possibly. Yeah, I think. I, I'd expect there's there's two or three names that have kind of been tossed around as people who could possibly be these. Still seems like I would think that they'll <laughs> announce at some point. You know, you don't commit and, and back off just because of one game like this, usually. Um, but uh, obviously, if there's coaching, you know, if they fire the offensive coordinator or whatever, fire the defensive coordinator, it could right. always change. But, um, you know, it's it might hurt them with getting a guy like Justin Flo, the number one linebacker oh, in the boy. country, who's probably decided between oh, Miami, yeah. Oregon, and Clemson. And Clemson and Oregon – I think Oregon lost Oregon, today. But, oh, they did? Yeah, but Clemson and Oregon are two top – one's a national title contender and one's a top 15 team even with a loss today. And then the last one is Miami just lost to FIU. Like, it might hurt you with a guy like that, but, you know, the, the two other guys who are kind of in the mix are um, Jalen Harrell, a, a safety from uh, Champagnat Catholic and Hiley. I think he's pretty I, – I feel pretty confident he'll wind up in the class. And then the other one is Jalen Knighton from your beloved Deerfield Bucks, <laughs> Deerfield Beach Bucks, uh, who's a star running back. Um who decommitted from Florida State recently. So, yeah, he didn't care that much about losing if he committed to Florida State, right? Um, well, but, I don't know. He decommitted. Yeah, Ohio State, and, <laughs> Ohio State and Florida are sort of in the mix there too. But Oh, boy. I, I feel like there's a good chance he announces to Miami, maybe still takes in a, a visit to Florida, and then things could change. But I think there's a you know, pretty good chance that these guys who are supposed to commit still follow through and – announce All right, their well, that'll but, be good. But, but of course, then the issue is always what can you do going I, into signing day, right? That's that's what the battle is. Yeah, the last two months going into signing day. This was a bad loss day. for – Yeah. You might have to write about that, David. Yeah. <laughs> and this, this was a bad loss, I think, for, for signing day. It's like – Yeah, it's – I don't know. I mean, it's one, it's one of the worst losses anyone has had in the country this year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. It's just in terms of upset. They were twenty point favorite, but just with all the context that we've talked about with Butch and obviously the the true Miami, you know, the little brother, the fact that Miami thought they had figured things out and clearly haven't. Yeah, it's really. It, it's one of the worst losses, not just in Miami history. It's one of the worst losses anyone has had this year, and it feels like there's usually kind of like one of these horrible losses every season, yeah, like a. Uh, program, Michigan State loses a... to like Eastern Michigan or something like like correct. And this is this year's version of that is, or Old Dominion beating Virginia Tech last year is probably a good example I could think of. Um, this is this year's oh. version of that is little brother beats big brother, and beats him pretty soundly and kind of embarrasses them. Didn't kill Justin Fuente last year though. Virginia Tech's gonna be ranked on Monday. Um, we'll see what it does for Manny yeah. Diaz though. And sends uh, and sends. Susan to a crappy bowl. Yeah. Have fun in Shreveport. Um, Please, no Shreveport. All right. Uh, I think we can wrap up there. Okay. Um, anything else you want to – obviously read all of our coverage from this weekend. Um, we got a lot of it, obviously. Susan handled the game story, and she'll have a sort of bigger picture takeaway coming. Uh, by the time this is, you guys hear this, that will be up there. I wrote about Jaron's no good, very bad day. Um, <laughs> That's Greg, like that. Co- Greg Cody was here. He wrote a column. Uh, no, I didn't read his column. I yet. didn't read it yet either. No, it should be interesting. It's probably good. Um, 
Isaiah Small has handled a bunch of our FIU coverage. Pro- so if probably you're looking good, for depending what team you're, yeah. You <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we can wrap up there. Uh, follow Susan on Twitter at smillerdegnan. I'm on Twitter at dbwilson2. And um, don't go on Twitter tonight. Yeah, <laughs> or, or do if don't, you really need to. Or bet. go on Twitter. I'm so, going on. It's pretty interesting. All right, uh, we'll wrap things up there. Thanks for listening, as always, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Okay.